are blessed this morning with having a missionary guest with us this morning. And so, um, he is actually a relative of mine, Kevin Sinapadnaratna, right? If you couldn't tell by our last name, they're like the same exact. Reed Sinapadnaratna, we look the same, um, very much so. Um, actually, he's of Sri Lankan descent, um, and so, yeah, that's why we look exactly the same. And so, uh, but Kevin is uh, a member of the American National Prayer Committee, and that's one of, he's one of six members uh, of the National Assemblies of God Prayer Committee, and so, and he also spent nine years as a senior pastor before starting uh, what is called Christ Connection. It's, it's a ministry that he leads. And he's been leading that since 2005, and so it, it's a prayer ministry. And so Kevin is really a catalyst when it comes to prayer and prayer ministry. And so just excited to have him come share this morning. He's also an author of multiple devotional books. His most current one um, is not just for super Christians, a 30-day devotional, Adventure with Jesus. And you see that up there on the table. And so without any further ado, I'm going to invite Kevin to come up and share with us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to be with you all this morning. It's uh, great to be with the Reeds. Uh, as he said, we're relatives. Uh, uh, he doesn't, he's the younger relative. That's, that's why uh, he still has hair. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it's fun to be here this morning. And even as I, so I, Stayed last night at Grandpa's as I was driving up and drove through Gibbing. And for me, that's a, a kind of, I got emotional driving through because it was in Gibbing as a, a five year old that I gave my life to Jesus. Uh, so you, uh, up, on the, up on the hill there next to the racetrack, uh, there's a little apartment complex, and that's uh, my, uh, my brother's birthday party. Uh, I gave my life to Jesus. And so, uh, this is a, a, a special, and it, uh, Pastor Mike and Laura, uh, would, uh, when I go to Wisconsin, when they were in Wisconsin, uh, I'd have a table that was set up for uh, their district councils and things like that, and they'd come by and talk to me. And, 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 and when, when you're in this kind of settings, it's uh, nice to have friendly spaces. And so when they come by, I'm like, oh, good. It's nice I can talk to someone that I know. Uh, but uh, as I... Was preparing for. I have this weird method of preparing for messages, and so as I uh, as I was preparing, it kind of basically all came together right when you were talking at the end during the during. Uh, and so I, I had I have all these ideas and they just funnel down, and, and I realized that God has something for us, and so I don't want to you know deal with that too much. So Lord, in the next few moments, I pray that you would speak to us. We don't want to just go through the motions of church. We don't want to just do just because that's what we always do. Lord, today we want to encounter you. We want to be with you. We want to know your voice. We want to uh, run after you like never before. So, Lord, let us lean forward in our spirit uh, for what you have. Not because I'm here, but because you have a word for this church, for this time, for this season. In Jesus' name, amen. There something as I was preparing now. I, I, Realize it's been uh, just closing in on two years that you, know, you guys have, uh, have been here, and uh, there's something about seasons like this uh, that 
does something in my spirit and sees a, a, a transition uh, that sparks the imagination. You as a church are, and again, I'll come back to some of the stuff that we do and things like that in a moment, but i got to get to where we're going here. Uh, it always reminds me of Moses and Joshua, the seasons like this. Uh, you are in a, because it's amazing, I mean, think about Moses, who had, you know, this long season of service and ministry and uh, effective, you know, Ten Commandments, you know, all that, uh, among the top, comes down, and uh, then all of a sudden, someone has to follow Moses. You know, <laughs> that's got to be fun, you know. Yeah. It's like, a, 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 I, I'm, I'm thinking of taking Moses a job, you know, that's going to be great. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, I mean, you're just, you're just, but Joshua had a different assignment. And his assignment took them into the land that they never got to go into with Moses. And that season of time, and you're in that season of time as a church, there is possibility just around the corner of all that God can do through you. And so I'm here as the short, short-looking, bald-looking guy, you know, to, to challenge you to... Go after it as a church. Go after all that God has. Think of Joshua and the, the kind of the command early on for Joshua was be strong and courageous. And as a memorial, let's, uh, since it's a memorial day weekend, let's have, have a military little thought here for you. The beginning of Joshua's time and season, uh, the military people came up and they had this discussion with Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, and they basically, you know, Joshua's like, here's your assignments, and then they reply, and here's the, the verse I'm going to read from Joshua 1, uh, 16, and they answered Joshua, all that you have commanded us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we have obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your commandments and disobeys your words, whatever you have commanded him, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. The military people came up to the Joshua and said, you, you tell us what to do, we'll do it. You just be strong and courageous. And let me challenge you now. I'm not recommending their entire thing there because they said anyone who does anything against you, we're going to take them back and kill them. Okay? Now, that's not what I'm recommending for the church here today. Uh, so, you know, anyway, uh, although you sent me a list of names and we'll talk. No, I, uh, <laughs> if there's, uh, if there's a, a, a encouragement for you today, it would be as of a military thought. Stand behind your leaders and say be strong and courageous. Where you're going, we'll go with you. And it's going to be different than it was before. It's going to be a different season than it was. It's going to look I mean, Jer 
Jericho. You know, all of a sudden you're going to be walking around walls of Jericho. You're going to have uh, summer fun nights, and we're like, we never did that before, or whatever. You know, it's like uh, we're going into new places, and be strong and courageous. Do whatever God tells you to do, and you can experience things you've never experienced before. Joshua 3 says, uh, consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders in your midst. What's possible? What wonders are possible that you've yet to experience? What's the next thing that God has for you? But set yourself apart to God and say, I'm going after him and all that he has. Because too many Christians just go through the motions. To back up a little bit, as far as uh, my name, last name isn't Reed, <laughs> uh, instead of Buddy Rodney. Now, uh, as he pointed out, that's a that's a good Minnesota name. You know, that's just that just rolls right off your tongue. Instead of Buddy Rodney, it rolls off mine. I don't know about you, but anyway, uh, and so instead uh, of Buddy Rodney is a Sri Lankan name, as he specified. But it, if you were to go to Sri Lanka, which I recommend if you go to Sri Lanka, you go in uh, the winter time because it's a tropical island. All right. And so now, if you're going to go there, you're going to travel around the, the country. It's about the third the size of Minnesota, and you will not find many Sunapati Ratnas there. <laughs> uh, the reason you will not find many Sunapati Ratnas there is because my great grandfather made up the name. <laughs> He made up the name, this is not a joke, he made up the name because he thought his name beforehand was boring, alright? Uh, mission accomplished, Grandpa, I no longer have a boring name, thank you very much. Uh, but, uh, I tell you that because maybe it's a result of hearing that story too many times as a kid or something like that, but I have come to believe that life was not designed to be boring. As I read this book, Christianity, for sure, was not designed to be boring. But too many of us, we, and I was raised in church all my life, and I know how this goes. You can just go through the motions. You can put in your time on a Sunday morning and like, okay, what have we got for the rest of the weekend? And miss out on what we were designed for. I mean, I, I travel around this country, and so this is a nice short little joke for me, I, I, and speak at churches all over the place, and I see this pattern. I mean, I, you don't have to be, you see enough churches, you see a pattern, you know, you don't have to be a have an IQ of 100 or whatever, you know, I, I don't even know the numbers, you know, so I, I'm not the guy, but even I can figure out a pattern, and, and what I see is people will come and sit there, and they, you know, they, I talk about prayer, and people like prayer, oh my goodness, so we have to listen to my prayer this morning, because you know, I'm experiencing guilt right now, because I don't pray enough, I'm feeling, uh, you know, we have this idea about prayer, because, you know, uh, well, there, there's uh, only a few times that we uh, close our eyes, right? Uh, and there's the times when uh, we're sleeping, uh, and the time when we're praying, like apparently from last Sunday when we're sneezing, uh, and, and when we're dead, okay? Uh, those are the times when we, and it's sort of like, uh, you know, for some of us sleeping and uh, prayer kind of blend together, and we like, this is, uh, you know, so it's like boring. 
so many of us think that it's uh, that way and the, why we experience that kind of thing is because, well, it's the reason why I wear this shirt. I, I, I needed to come to this at some point, I guess. Uh, the reason I wear, I wear this shirt is because uh, Pastor Mike said the rest of you were going to chew. So I, just, I thought that was what I was. I, I guess we, you know, we are related. We just do strange things as part of the family. But uh, it's, you know, another reason I needed to help you out here is that I, I'm a nerd, all right? As a matter of fact, my, my first book, Enjoying Prayer, one of the chapter titles in there is Embrace the Nerd Within. Okay, that is who I am. That's who I've always been. Uh, not here you can ask, okay? Uh, actually, I've been told before I'm not supposed to uh, I've been told before I'm not supposed to throw books because uh, it's going to be a lawsuit because I've embraced the nerd within, not the athlete within. But anyway, uh, uh, you know, I'm a nerd. That's who I am. So I wear things like this so I feel comfortable. Oh, sorry. I don't know. I'm prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Anyways, I, I, if, if that's not the real, complete reason, the other reason is, as I see Christians and they talk about prayer, they think about prayer, they think that prayer is just for super Christians. You know those people? You've met those people. They, they're the ones that wake up in the morning and float to the bathroom, you know? You've met those people, you know? They're the ones that we imagine and that uh, they have a phone booth that has been constructed by angels, you know, that uh, they get up in the morning and they pick up the back phone. Oh, no, no, I'm mixing stuff. But anyway, uh, they pick up the phone and then they get instructions from heaven, you know, direct access before flying off for the day. You've met those people when you go to the prayer service, you know, and they begin to pray. And they pray some amazing prayer, which I won't... Uh, but, you know, you're just like, wow. Wow, that's just amazing. I can't pray like that. So why even bother? And the moment you say, so why even bother, is the moment you've been lied to. Because the God of the universe likes to spend time with you. Amen. He created you for a relationship. Amen. He created you to enjoy your company. That's it. And I know as a traveling guy, when I say relationship with God, too many of you are thinking, oh, now he's going you know, after the, uh, the, the person who's not a follower of Jesus because this is his moment. And yes, if you have not, you know, I don't know, you're here, you happen to come in and you're not a follower of Jesus today, it would be a great thing to start that relationship with Jesus Christ. But too many of us think about that and then miss what that even, you know, implies. Uh, now, my second, or my latest book, as he mentioned, was not just for super Christian. And as a nerd, I could do things that, and you self-publish, you can write whatever you want, you know. So, I, I, I decided to include a time machine in my, uh, in my book. And uh, so, because, actually, I give everyone who reads the book a time machine, you know, in your head, obviously. But I, I can't. I haven't figured out that whole process. But uh, if you had a time machine, you could sit down with people in the Bible. But, no, whoever comes up to the altar later can get this one. Because I can't throw it in. Oh, he just goes fast. Uh, but if, if we had a time machine, we could go back in time to when my wife and I got married. And we go into the service, and 
in a church like this, and so, hey, you know, we walked down the aisles, one of the shortest services in recorded history. I don't know how that happened, but hey, hey, it was Christmas week, and so there's Christmas trees still on the stage. It was, it was unique, but anyway, hey, and as we're walking off the stage, the uh, pianist is just without permission, began to play Joy to the World, you know, I was like, oh, this is unique. Anyways, uh, and so, uh, we like other people, uh, you know, uh, there was a kind of a reception hall upstairs, and so we went upstairs, and uh, I was lobbying for Subway, you know, but that yeah, it wasn't what happened, I have a mother-in-law, she, she keeps me on the straight and narrow, and so, uh, we, you know, have a regular meal, and, and then imagine at the end, because you're all there, because you're in the time machine, remember, and, and, and we go, and uh, and imagine Jen and I come down and get in our cars and get in separate cars and go our separate ways, never to be, see each other again. Now, now, that's not how it works, right? Now, because in the sight of God, because we've made our vows, and in the sight of the county, because we've signed the form, we're married. But what's the point if you don't have relationship going forward? What's the point if you don't have conversation on a daily basis? What's the point of having a relationship that you just see on a you know weekly check-in? God didn't create you just for a weekly check-in. He created you for an ongoing conversation with Him. And prayer is first of all a get-to before it's a have-to. We get to enjoy His company. We get to be with Him. He says in Psalm 1611, you have made known to me the path of life. You, in your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalms 84, that 10 says, better is one day in his courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Psalms 34, 8 says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes his refuge in him. We're invited into that relationship. To have conversation with him because he loves us. But the staggering thing is not only do we get to come and pour out our heart to him, we get to be with him, and, and you know, our sins we get to throw at his feet and he, he washes them clean. Not only we can you know, ask for ourselves, but when we pray, we can change the universe. I had the opportunity to uh, go on a trip to a, a country in northern Africa. And this country has 99% Muslim population. And so we were traveling around this group of pastors and seeing uh, you know, some of the few brothers and sisters in Christ that we have there. And we pray, it was mostly a prayer trip as we traveled around the country. And I had a moment near the end there that we went outside one of their most sacred, we can go inside, but we went outside one of their sacred mosques. And I don't have time to tell the whole story this morning, but, but we were outside there and we just kind of were walking around. Uh, we called it meditating because it was we didn't want to get ourselves arrested. But it was, uh, uh, it, it was uh, we were praying around this place. And as we were there, I had this moment where God began to speak to me. And you think about a place with 99% Muslim population. And you're thinking, oh, you know, can this be one? Can, I mean, is this, you know, what's, can this be turned around in a place like this? 
or any place you look around in uh, maybe our country or, or your uh, situation, you're like, can this be turned around? And God reminded me that it's not about which God has more power. As we were saying earlier, there is no rival, there is no equal. It's not even, it wasn't even close. I mean, I'm standing there in that place of all places, and I'm reminded of Elijah standing on the mountain with prophets of Baal. And, and, and there's 450 prophets of Baal, Elijah. And he says, you know, these guys begin to, uh, begin to uh, pray and pray, and nothing happens. Which God's going to answer by fire? Which God? And they go on and they go on. And I, I, I'm pretty sure that Elijah was originally a reed, because he, he's, he's being sarcastic over here. You know? and, and, sorry, I know you're dead. Anyways, and, 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 and so they... He's taunting them. You know, maybe you're not sleeping. Maybe he's gone on a trip somewhere. Maybe he's in the bathroom. Yes, it's in the Hebrew. Anyway, and so he taunts them a little more. And then finally, okay, it's my turn. He steps up, sets up the altar. And he prays a 60-second prayer. Why 60-second prayer? Because I'm a nerd. I, I took a bunch of Bible, opened them up in, in different translations, and timed it. You know, because, uh, uh, you know, someone's got to do it. And it was, uh, uh, and even if you account for a little bit of Hebrew, it was a 60-second prayer. And fire falls from heaven, consumes the sacrifice. It wasn't even close. And God's like, and so as I'm standing there, of all places in the world, make a commitment to God to come back and challenge anyone who can listen to me. Because what God said to me in that moment was, it's not about which God has more power, but my people have left aside their weapons of prayer. And so I'm looking for people who will take up their weapons of prayer and make a difference by their prayer. And you may not know where you can make a difference, and, and so that's part of why I'm, we're on a mission to get 100,000 people praying for the pastor. Because I know the difference that can make. You, you, one of the things we pray, I don't know how to pray intelligently. Well, I don't know what to pray in God's will. Well, you can always pray for your pastors. These two people in the front row, you can, that's, that's an easy thing to pray for. Because you know God wants you to. And I, I don't have the time this morning to walk through scripture by scripture. I, but I can show you that there is a promise attached to a church that prays for its leaders. And it's, it's not because, uh, just think of it this way. If you want to take out a bunch of bowling pins, you take out the ones in the front first. And uh, so it, the enemy is strategic about that. So if you want to uh, make a difference, you pray for your leaders. And you can, it, it can start somewhere simple. And I, I, so I, one other thing I want to get to, it won't take a long time with this, but... It's very simple that anyone can do. You're like, I'm not a super Christian. I'm not, uh, you know, okay. Five minutes a day. What about five minutes a day? The average church has about 10% of their congregation involved in prayer ministry. That's just the, you know, I've been doing this for long enough. That's just, uh, without fail, that's pretty, that's the average church, that's 10% involved. So some of you are in that 10%, you get it. And I'm going to challenge you this morning to recommit 
saying, I'm, I'm, I'm committing, I'm going after it, and we're going to pray for God to do all that he can do. But if you're in the 90%, that you're like, you may, you may know the importance of prayer, but you're still guilty about it. Let me challenge you simply to do something. Start somewhere. Because what I've found is that if, if you move that percentage from 10% to 15 to 20%, it will change the spiritual vitality of a church just that much. And that is, so that's, I mean, just a small group of you. Say, I'm in. I said, I just say, I, I can, I'll do something small. You don't have to have even, like, I don't even know how to pray, but I'll, I'll, I'll commit to doing something. That just by showing up, you, you're all of a sudden changing the spiritual dynamic. Because I think God sees you saying, I'm showing up. And he responds to that. And so I wanted to, as, we're, as I'm winding down here, this is going to seem kind of a strange thing, but I'm just going to be obedient here. So let's just go with it. Uh, when I was in 6th, uh, 7th, and 8th grade in Grand Rapids, going to a small Christian school, we get uh, my dad was a teacher at this small Christian school, and so we would uh, we would go there uh, early because. Uh, and so there was, there was a group of uh, kids that would be there, and, and and so I'm the eighth grader, and I go out, and there there was a bunch of like elementary kids that wanted to play football. Now I said I'm, I'm not an embraced the athlete within, but uh, I used to be fast. All right, I used to be fast, you know, uh, and so I go out there and I pick. Like two of the elementary kids I said, you're on my team. And we would, uh, we would play. Uh, the reason why I came to me, I think one of them was your brother. Uh, and, and so the three of us would be on one side of the ball. And then there'd be like, you know, 12 of them over there. You know. And we'd always win. Because, you know, it was just not fair. Because one of them would just toss me the ball. I could run faster than the rest of them, and that was the end. And, so, and I'm not saying that to make myself look good, because you can look up here and say, this guy's not an athlete. I'm not trying to brag about it. Okay? I'm trying to make a point. I'm trying to make a point here for you. God's inviting you on his team. And you may feel insignificant. You may feel small. You may feel like you can't do a whole lot. You may feel like you messed up too much. You may feel like you don't have it all together. You may feel all sorts of things. You don't know how to pray. You get on the right team to get to win. God's looking for people who are going to get on the team. So as I wrap up this morning, i got a few quick challenges for you. First, Would you just bow your head for just a moment? Just a moment. We'll, uh, this won't take long. I just want, if you're here this morning, I, I've talked about the invitation to a relationship with God. And as the Christians are praying in this moment, maybe you're here and, 
and this hasn't been the topic, but uh, hey, Christians are praying, so you're maybe sensing something in your heart right in this moment to, to respond and say, I, I want that relationship with God. I don't know what it's all about. I don't know what, hey, what's, you know, what, but I, I want that. And so if you're here this morning, I don't want to embarrass you, I don't want to, but I also want to, I don't want to pass this moment. This may be your moment right now. And so if you're here and have yet to begin a relationship with God, and you say, now, today, I would like to do that, would you just slip up a hand long enough for me to see it and slip it back down? Is there anyone here that... Anyone? All right. Now, while we're still in this atmosphere of prayer, are there those who say, I may not have it all together, but I'm gonna, I, I want to commit to praying at a new level. Maybe it's not five minutes a day. Maybe it's you're, you're praying at a person and you're like, I just need to take it to the next point. Would you just slip up a hand and slip it back down? And it's all over the place. You know what I, I want more of God. I want more of His experience. All right. Well, then would you stand with me, actually? All right, here's what I want to do before I turn it back to Pastor Mike. All right, we have that shot for this. Uh, I'm going to do something you never uh, do in church. Right, I would like you to take out your cell phones. Right, and uh, if you have a cell phone with you, uh, and you're like, I, I want to take my prayer life to the next level, because I only got a half an hour here this morning, and I want to help you on this journey, all right? I, I could literally, with my page of notes here, talk for three hours. So I, I can give you tools and tricks. And so if you say, I want to take my prayer life to the next level, yeah, you simply will text 42828 to uh, say that you're praying, or to say praying on there. And uh, I will come alongside you with a four-part video series just to give you practical help in your prayer life. Uh, that's it. It's just as simple as that. So the only time in church you're allowed to take up your cell phone, I guess, is today. Uh, and, and so go back to a regular, a regular channel next week. But uh, let me pray for you. And uh, if you don't have texting, that kind of option or anything, you can just sign up in the back. with your email address as well. But Lord, I pray for this church. You are a powerful, amazing God, and we need to be on your team. And we're grateful. We sign up again. We enlist again to be on your team. Whatever you have, wherever you take us, we want to go there. We're not content with what just going through and kind of riding it out to till eternity. We want more of you. And so, Lord, I pray as as the lion of the tribe of Judah that you are, you walk into every person's life that will open their hearts to you and say, "Let's go to the next level." of where we can be. Lord, I pray that there would be an expectation that would rise in this church, Lord, to pursue you with a passion. We thank you for it, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated.